my name is Sonia and I'm an adult child. I'm a little nervous, I will admit. I saw the number, I mean, it was like four people and now it's 50 and I'm like, oh my God. This is my first time ever sharing at a PACA meeting. I started doing these meetings about three months ago. And uh, so I feel like I'm pretty new. I'm sure that, uh, so I'm not sure how I'm going to be doing, but I will do my best. So I am on page 304. I just opened the book. Actually, I was looking into the solution earlier, so I wasn't even looking at the right page. So I'm just going to start at the top, read a little bit and share on that. Uh, tools and techniques for connecting with our inner child. By keeping the focus on ourselves, we will find freedom from our critical self as well as our addictive and destructive behaviors. The ACA program provides us with tools of recovery. This chapter outlines the step we take and the tools we use to repair it ourselves and to connect with the child within. Connecting with our inner child brings greater integration within ourselves and moves us closer to our higher power. Connecting with the inner child also helps us remember. One of the rules of a dysfunctional family is don't remember. In ACA, we seek a full remembrance or the most complete remembrance we can obtain of the growing up years. Our memory holds the key to living in the present with a full range of feelings, hope, and spirituality. First, we must be willing. With willingness, we can overcome self-doubt or the sense that we are not making progress. We apply the tools of recovery and make progress at our own pace. We remain free of stagnation by avoiding unwillingness or inaction. Yeah. So a little bit about me. I came into recovery 30 years ago. I came into Narcotics Anonymous because I had a drug and an alcohol problem. And about 18 years ago, I started doing Al-Anon because I, a sponsor of mine had told me that I had codependency um, tendency. And about two years ago, I worked, I... I was working the steps in NA. I've been keeping working the steps over and over. And I realized that there was something that was not jiving. Like I kept working the step, but I felt like there was no healing happening. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to work the steps on my mother because my mom gave me up for adoption as a child. And she took me back when I was eight years old. And I had a lot of resentment and anger towards her. And I went through sexual abuse. Um, she, she would let her boyfriend have sex with me so she, they wouldn't leave her. She was very codependent. So I had all these resentment and anger towards my mom. And I thought, okay, well, if I work the steps on her, maybe I and forgive her, I'll be able to move forward and my healing process will get better. And it did at some point. I mean, I was able to forgive her. Um, but it was there was still something missing. I kept saying something is missing. And this year I went to see her this summer and I was listening to some podcasts on the way while I was driving. And I found somebody that talked about ACA and I started coming to these meetings. 
And then I thought, oh my God, this is the missing link. This is what I have been missing because I have been in denial. You know, I thought, oh yeah, my mom gave me for adoption, but it wasn't a big deal. Oh yeah, I've been abused sexually, but it wasn't a big deal. Oh yes, this and this happened to me, but oh yeah, it wasn't a big deal because my parents and my family was telling me that it wasn't a big deal, right? Because I wasn't able to feel. I couldn't, there's a passage in there that, it says that I wasn't able to be me, right? And that's what I've been doing. Although I have been in recovery, I wasn't permitting myself to be who I really am and feeling my feelings and no acknowledging that what happened to me as a child was not okay. So now since I've been doing this work, I've, I've joined a group and we're working this step, I guess they call it fellow travelers. So we're on step four right now. Well, five, because I did four and I'm reading it to someone else. And I did that two weekends ago. And I mean, compared to working my step in another program, the 12 step, this is totally different. But I am aware that it's digging really deep in feelings that I have not expressed for a very long time. So I'm taking my time. I mean, I didn't push myself doing the fourth step like I would in another program, like push myself, but I knew that I had to pace myself so I could remain and stay because I thought if I go too deep, too quickly, I'm going to give up because the pain is not going to be sustainable. I'm not going to be able to deal with it. So I have been very, very kind and gentle with myself. Um, but I feel that this program is a lifesaver for me because, you know, I, one of the questions was, have you tried to commit suicide or hurt yourself? And then I realized how many times I had tried to commit suicide. And the first time was like, I was eight years old. You know, I just didn't want to be here anymore because the pain of not being accepted and being abandoned and rejected, that's initially where my pain started from being in foster care. And now I'm, you know, when I have reaction today or behaviors that are recognized and are part of my childhood, I'm learning to do what the book is saying, which is to reparent myself. And I tell myself, and it's weird because I remember one of my sponsors used to have me walk around with a little doll several years ago. That was part of my working the steps in this pro in another program. But now I don't need to have the little doll, but I know that when I talk to myself and when I have reaction to things, I just softly talk to myself and tell myself that I'm going to be okay and that I'm here for myself. And it's amazing how helpful it's been, knowing that, like, I know now that I have my own back and this is me and it's between me and my higher power. And for many years, I didn't understand that even in the other program. I, I mean, I knew about a higher power, but I had no confidence or no trust in myself at all. You know what I mean? It's like I was no good for nothing. And now I'm starting to learn that I am good for something and that I can and I will heal myself. You know what I mean? It may not come at the pace that I would like it to be, but, uh, and I'm dealing with food issue as well. So it's kind of a, 
you know, it's, of course, we're never just addicted to one thing. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with that as well, which is either I'm not eating and now I'm realizing I get really dizzy and I'm, and I'm thinking it's because I don't feed myself enough. You know what I mean? I can go like months at a time without drink. I just drink juices. And now I'm starting to realize that's part of uh, my disease as well. Uh, do I not want to exist and not be here? I'm not sure. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, but I, I do realize that it's, uh, it's definitely a problem. So for me, the solution right now, like I said, it's working the steps. I, I came into this program and I dove in. I didn't want, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, I'm ready because like I said at the beginning, I knew that there was something more that hadn't worked in the other program. And I figured this would be it. And uh, I see the progress. I see it's slow. It's nothing that is humongous. But I see little things, how I care for myself and take care of myself. Like yesterday, I'm the region chair for the other program. And my vice chair said something to me or he made an appointment to call me and he did it. And then he texts me that, yeah, oh, I went for a nap. And I'm thinking, uh, okay. I need to talk to him because I need to let him know that what he did was not okay. But that's something that in the past was very difficult for me to do. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know how to care for myself. And I thought, okay, I can do this. You know what I mean? I can be, say what you mean, mean what you say, but don't say it me. And so I sent him a text and I said, hey, can we meet through Zoom? Because I wanted to be able to look him in the eyes when I spoke. And we did, and I was able to do it with no agitation while I was talking, no trembling of my voice, which sometimes that's something that would happen. And I was like, before I, I met with him, I sat in my, where I'm sitting now, and I closed my eyes, and I talked to my inner child and told her that she was going to be okay, and it was okay for her to take care of herself. You know what I mean? Like all I was doing is asking somebody, expressing my needs. Five, Five minutes. minutes. All right, thank you. That all I was doing was to express my needs and there's nothing wrong with that. But again, the child in me was always told that I couldn't express my feelings, I couldn't express my opinion, my taste, even the way I ate my mom, I couldn't even have a favorite. If I told her that somebody's spaghetti sauce was better, well, I didn't say it was better than hers, but I liked it, I would get shamed because, oh, hers, everything of hers had to be the best, you know? So it's very hard to start taking care of yourself I mean, I'm 57 years old, so I've been repeating these patterns for a little, very long time. Although, obviously, 30 years of recovery, there's a lot of things that I have changed. Uh, but I'm very hopeful, and um, I know that, like, this is my journey right now, and this is my goal, is to heal myself to the point where I feel I am me. I'm able to be the full Sonia, the Sonia that I was born to be without all those injuries and all these uh, behavior that was taught to me by my mother because her mother was an alcoholic. And now realize that being me, there's nothing wrong in that, that I'm not doing anything wrong by telling my auntie reached 
out to me on Facebook and I'm like, how did she find me? And you know what? I did. I blocked her the other day and I thought, again, I felt guilty about doing it because that's my nature, right? Feeling guilty about everything I do to protect or care for myself. And then I thought, you know what? I'm not doing anything bad to hurt her. I'm doing what I need to do to protect me. And if you have, if you feel offended by that, that's your problem. It's not my problem. You know, so I'm slowly learning to do what is best for me without the guilt and all those traits that are, you know what I mean? Which one of them was guilt because I was guilt and shame about everything, you know? So um, I think that's all I have for today. I mean, like I said, this is kind of new for me. I've never done that. So I hope that I said something that's helping somebody or I gave hope to someone that, you know, even if you could, you could be in another program for many, many years, the good thing is that I didn't drink and I didn't do drugs for 30 years. And that's what allowed me to come into this program and be open, be able to be open because now the, the recovery process for me with the drugs and the, the, the alcohol is pretty much, I think, tamed. Now I'm dealing with my childhood issue trauma and the food because I can see that as a child, how I numbed myself, thank you, it was with the food um, and the behavior, of course. So to me, this is all a journey and it's her journey of recovery and healing and becoming the real me. That's all I want. I just want to be the real, the real me without feeling shamed and guilt because I have nothing to be guilty or shameful about because there's nothing wrong with me. And I keep repeating that to myself. Sonia, there's nothing wrong with you. You know what I mean? So I hope again that I help someone and thank you so much for listening to me and for inviting me to share.